What up? What up? What up? It's Reckley Podcast, mate. My name is Randy Little. Welcome to Reckley Podcast, episode 106 and podcast. Um, it's corny, but I grew up on 106 in part. Leave me alone. Um, this episode, again, just me and Rocket. You know, it's some prior adulting going on with the other two buffoons. Um, on this episode, it was some huge news over the past couple weeks. So, there is a Will Smith-related thing that we discuss. There is a James Gunn-related thing that we discuss. And then we talk spoiler-heavy. If you have not seen Knock at the Cabin, the new M. Night Shyamalan movie, do not listen, do not watch until you have seen this movie. It's no holding back. We discuss every little detail about Knock at the Cabin. And uh, M. Night Shyamalan in general. Um, yeah, me, Rocket. That's, that's what we do. Like like I said, like my review is on my channel, my Randy Little YouTube channel. M. Night Shyamalan is probably one of my top 10 favorite directors, period. And, and this movie is kind of a testament to why. Uh, but recently, since the last podcast, we've gotten, you know what, man, like didn't nothing come out at the theater the weekend of January 27th. You people with Jonah Hill and Eddie Murphy is on YouTube though. This past weekend, 80 for Brady came out. And if it was 80 for anybody else, I would have seen it, but I'm not supporting no Tom Brady. Um, sorry, Sally Fields. Sorry, Lily Tomlin. Sorry, um, Jane Fonda. Sorry, Rita Moreno. And Naga the Cabin came out. Two weeks is when the next episode should be out. And, um, and, um, and, um, this upcoming weekend, uh, Your Place or Mine, Reese Witherspoon and Ashton Kutcher got a rom-com on Netflix, Valentine's Weekend. Also, Magic Mike's Last Dance is this weekend. And um, the weekend of the next podcast, which should clue you in on what we talking about next episode, before I say it at the end of the segment, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. So, um, yeah. On a, y'all was going to let me forget. On physical media, after, right after the last episode, we got Violent Night on Blu-ray. It looks like Belly got a 4K. Um, that weird old Martin Lawrence Mind Cage movie came out on physical. City on a Hill got a, got a box set. And then this past Tuesday, Bones and All came out. And that's really it. Like, it got undershipped by Warner Brothers. Like, I just got it the other day. I didn't even get it on Tuesday. I was annoyed. As if you a collector, you know. You, you, you know the struggle of not getting your shit on Tuesdays. This upcoming Tuesday, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. DC animated movie, Legion of Superheroes. Looks like Warren Bodies is getting a 4K. Uh, the Return of Swamp Thing is getting a 4K. Spoiler alert, the more dramatic bros with uh, Jim Parsons. That's coming out. 
Disney is re-releasing a bunch of shit for no reason. The Tuesday before the next episode, it looks like we get the Fablemans on physical. We get Strange World, another Disney. Speaking of Disney on physical. Dawson's Creek is getting a Mill Creek box set. And then House Party and American Gigolo from Showtime. American Gigolo got canceled, which bums me out. But I still want to see the show. If that makes any sense. So, uh, yeah. When I come back, I'm going to be with Rocket. R-O-C-K-E-T, man. And we're going we gonna to talk about some stuff. Rec League. And we back. Half of the squad. Just like last ep. I don't know what it is, man. Like, like Eric, Nick, they just, they have this, this fixation. Like, it's, I think it's starting to become an obsession with employment and paychecks and making a living <laughs> and surviving. Like, I don't get it. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. But it's your boy, and it's the Rocket Man. What's up? Uh, Actually, like, this is kind of going to be like a, an episode of mini episodes. Because, like, the first couple blocks, we're going to cover, like, the Bad Boys 4 news, the James Gunn announcement. And then the second half, this is y'all warning right now, Knock at the Cabin, spoiler heavy, as well as M. Night Shyamalan in general. So, um, let's just start off Bad Boys 4. Like, Will Smith put a video out, Martin Lawrence spread it. Um, like... It's it's been like three years now, and like I guess I was out of the loop that some people just didn't like Bad Boys for Life. I thought that retconning Mike having a kid was kind of whack, but overall I enjoyed Bad Boys for Life. So Bad Boys Four comes out, bro. Like I'm there. Like it's it's fun to see like Will Smith is finally getting you know studios to not be scared like like it's, it's been a year you know what i'm saying like it's will smith um bad boys four what if they call it bad boys like number four life that would be whack too i think it's gonna be called bad boys forever that's kind of a great title like yeah, that's what because i mean they even talk about joking around like hey man we messed up on that last title <laughs> you, know, you know what i mean you know, so it's it's funny because I'm kind of I'm happy Will Smith is coming back. Because word on the street was they were like touch and go. The studios were, and I think like everything else, you know, if he doesn't have that incident, you know, on Oscar night, who knows what other projects he probably would have been out on. Oh, he, he's got like seven other movies in production if the last Oscars right. never happened. <laughs> exactly. So. I know a lot of people didn't watch Emancipation but from when it first came out yet. on Apple TV. I haven't yet either. But I heard some of it, some people saying that it could have been kind of be Oscar worthy, but it was a tough watch. Now, whether yeah. people didn't watch it because it had Will Smith or because it was a tough watch. Either way, but I'm happy he did get a project out there yeah. prior to doing this announcement. You know, and like everything else, Time Heals Wolves, you know, it's more or less, Will Smith, the guy, he's an Academy Award winner. He won an Oscar, and he was nominated a couple of times prior to that. So he brings mm -hmm. the goods. 
And for people to, you know, the backlash, I understand what he did. Yes, it was wrong. I get that. But at the end of the day, we've all made mistakes. You know? I'm Man, I'm just... I'm I'm never going to be one of them, like, he was defending his girl. That's just not wrong. I don't care if it was physical altercation or not. I, don't, I know it was a joke, and I'm a Chris Rock fan, too. But Chris, Same. I'm saying. Chris Rock, no, he was out of line. I don't care if Wilma was laughing at it, and Jada gave the look, so he did what he did. And I get that, yep. You know what I'm saying? But like, right, At the end of the day, though, it's... I'm a huge Will Smith. I basically got almost every movie he's come out with. It's not like the you know elephant I mean? from Madagascar was going to walk up no, on, <laughs> on the zebra yeah. from Madagascar and they was just going to go at it. Yeah. So the shark it from was, Shark Tale, or I mean the the fish from Shark Tale had to come up. It's a, it's a whole DreamWorks thing, man. I hear that. But at the end of the day, I'm happy. So stupid. He's back. Yeah. He's back. I think I, oh, I'm going to be there day one. I love the Day Bad one. Boys franchise. Yes. Hell yeah. You yes. know, I'll be there. And if people want to continue, well, he did this. I'm not going to go. Well, that's on you. You're missing yeah. out. Because yeah. at the end of the day, this franchise is great. And I think, I think also by, you said, big, these big studios continue to work. Like, you know, Guy Ritchie is doing a different movie. I think once he does that movie, he's going to now come back to Aladdin 2. I think Aladdin 2 would have already been made if this didn't happen. I so, heard, yeah. And also... I heard rumblings about that. Yeah, I'm guessing that, you know, once things, you know, he just calmed down, he's starting to get projects. He come, Like I said, he got emancipation out there, which is good. That's one thing. Bad Boys, that's, what, another, not, what, 2024, 2025, when that comes out? Have they announced the date? More t- no, I don't know. Like, I'm just guessing when it's going to come out. 2024, maybe 2025. Oh, okay, yeah. You know, it's, it's, that, that even buys more time for things to calm down that's a fact so i'm happy for it i'm excited for yeah it. facts like it's will smith man it's you don't yeah. want will smith in your movie you're hurting your own box office like yeah think about it and i hear and i haven't even seen his the show he's executive produced bel-air i haven't seen it i, I heard started it yesterday good. it's kind of great that's what i heard and i haven't seen it and remember he's not gonna do prince of bel-air the first prince that show is iconic. Yeah. What they need is, they need to. T- it's, it's out on DVD. I need that to be put on Blu-ray. Yes. And then Fuck I'm gonna yes. go buy it. But he's not gonna reboot something that he is truly known for, and what really put him out there besides his music as an actor. And then to reboot it, he's not gonna get behind projects he doesn't believe. Yeah. And I heard Bel Air. Everybody's telling me, even at work, you need to watch it. So um, you know, that's one that I gotta add on my watch list again. So I just I told uh I the season two starts on the twenty third of this month and I just I told one of my guys at work who was talking about it that I was gonna try to squeeze it in before season two came out and like I said, I started yesterday. Literally before we just got on, I finished episode seven. It's a ten episode season. So I'll be ready. Dang. Yeah, like it's just like the way I'm gonna explain it, it makes it sound bad but one it's it's a 10 episode season it's not a sitcom so you take the comedy and add more realism and it's kind of exactly how the situation would go down and i like uh, it so it's realistic it's yeah. truly realistic see that's what i like like it, it's good to have a little bit of zinc humor here and there you know quick one-liners because everybody 
yeah. does that in when sometimes when certain situations just to break the ice. But if it's more realistic, that that makes even the show even better. Yeah, yeah, it's probably the first. It's it's the first thing Peacock has put out on their own that I've watched. I'm gonna watch the best best man. Uh, damn, what's it called? <laughs> Uh, the, the the series that they got out to yeah. right now, the best man basically yeah. the best man three that they made a show I'm gonna watch that in a couple months yeah just cause okay. they put it out in December and like I didn't wanna like not watch Christmas movies cause the best man came out in December mm. isn't Bel Air isn't that old didn't they drop it on Blu-ray not too long ago too? yeah yeah. I know it's on physical I was just too lazy to go grab my Blu-ray I just turned on Peacock I, I'm sorry. It's like fast food. It was just right there. I didn't have to get up. Yeah, I get that. So, um, yeah. Next, I guess we can jump into James Gunn's DC announcement that he put out on the 31st of January. Uh, what was real dope was like he said. He said 2023 Shazam Fury: The Gods was coming. The Flash is coming. Blue Beetle. Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom and he didn't write he didn't like brush these off like we got to get through these to get to the good stuff he kind of yeah. complimented each one of course like being the Kevin Feige of DC Studios he's seen each movie and uh-huh. he he implied that like each of these characters or actors or whatever could have a future in his vision of DC Studios and but like I don't know if I if, like if I was him and the Flash is supposed to be this reset, which I like. I always, yeah. I always predicted that they were going to try to, even when Hamada and whoever else was running things, I agree to to erase or ignore or retcon whatever the terminology that that Zack Snyder did. I thought they were going to use the Flash to get Henry Cavill, Ben Affleck, whoever they wanted gone. Oh, even though Ben yeah. Affleck's in the movie. <laughs> But Zack Snyder's kind of implying, uh, James Gunn's kind of implying that the Flash is going to do the same thing. So I would have made Aquaman a summer release, and I would have put the Flash out on Christmas. I agree. Right? I agree. Like, and the funny thing is, this is, you know, my wife Shelby and I, we were talking about it. We kept on saying they should push up the Flash. Because, with, like, at the time, with the, all the Ezra Miller stuff, they should push it up, just get it out there. Because yeah. now people are still going to want to check out, you know, what this movie's about, you know, with all that drama surrounding yeah. it. And, play, and like, we're going to trailer on Super Bowl. We're going to trailer literally next yeah. week. And yep. everybody our age knows that's paying attention. Michael Keaton's in this movie. So, like, people are oh, going I, to watch. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited. And, that, and that's one of the things I was going to, why I want to watch it for, A, all this drama, B, but it's the main reason is Michael Keaton. Back as Batman, that's, you know, and from, you know, previously to Peter, you know, Safran and, and James Gunn taking over, Michael Keaton was going to be part of this world quite a bit. Yeah. You know, they, they canceled the Batgirl movie. He was in that. Which was supposedly unreleasable and would have hurt Reasonable? DC. Yeah. Saffron Which, said that it would have hurt DC movies or DC comics or something. So that, that makes me want to see it even more. Like, what was so egregiously more. offensive about this movie? Everything I saw from Batgirl looked and sounded cool. And the funny thing is, it's from the people that did Miss Bad Marvel. Boys for Life. 
Bad Boys for Life. And those Miss Marvel on Disney Plus was fantastic. I thought it was great. It was it was really I fun. It was great. I thought it was great. And that Bad makes Boys me more hyped right for now. the Marvels than the first Captain Marvel movie. I agree. I agree. And so with you know, with these announcements, I kinda like that I'm hoping Blue Beetle because it's the kid from I, I can't I forget how to pronounce his name, but yeah, it's the kid from Cobra Kai, who I think is phenomenal. I think you got to bring him in. I think Zachary Levi oh. though. They're gonna do uh-huh. a Booster Gold show. Booster yep. Gold and Blue Beetle always link up. So yep, you kind of got to. That's my point. You and so I'm hoping that they keep him on as Blue Beetle. Yeah, Zachary Levi is the mystery because. He's good friends with, you know, James. All these guys know each other. Yeah. And from what I'm hearing, it's Shazam is in its own little corner. But remember, in the first one, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it. It's three years old. The post credit scene, it's Superman, but you don't see his head. So Superman still could buy into this to a degree. He, he could be the Superman legacy Superman. But he, yeah. didn't, he didn't have right. a head. Exactly. So we I just assume it's Cavalier. Yep. It's I think Levi is safe and he'll probably be somewhere down the road in this DCU universe. So we'll I hope so. And like the I, mean, I I think keeping the flash schedule where it is gives them the chance to keep Buddy from Cover Kai, give Momoa mm-hmm. a third movie. But like I don't know, put it in this alternate timeline to where they don't necessarily have to acknowledge anybody they don't want to bring back i agree and my thing is this is x-men the x-men series one thing like they continuity for them it was out the door they have movies all over the place what's not saying momoa you know and that's the, the most intriguing character right now is aquaman because we all saw it on twitter on youtube wherever you want to check in social media Jason Momoa had that that meeting with both Gunn and Saffron, and he came out excited. This yeah. and that, and then when they interviewed him with Variety, I think he's like, you know, nobody's taking Aquaman from me. Nobody's taking that. You know what I mean? And it and he goes, I can play other characters as well. So my thing is, this is maybe they told him he there might be because he always saw Aquaman as a trilogy. That's yeah. what they're saying. So he could be, and everybody's is not even. You know, a secret anymore. Everybody wants him to play Lobo. Yeah, he is Lobo. If you see it, I can see him playing Lobo, but also he could do Aquaman two years down the road, and that could be how. Okay, let's take Aquaman three. We could always do it retro it back in its place. Here, look at Black Widow. If you go on the MCU timeline, Black Widow should have had a movie ten years ago, mm-hmm. but they just did it recently. And yet, if you go by the timeline, it's right after Civil War. So technically, you could do a movie whenever and just replace it in a certain timeline. So it doesn't matter when that movie gets done. Yeah, I honestly think that it's going to be a trilogy for Aquaman. He'll do Aquaman three, but he's going to be playing Lobo. I think he's the one That'd of the very fire. few that's going to do that. If it's like, like I know he talked about like this, like Elseworlds, like sub, exactly, whatever. Uh, yeah, it'd be cool if Lobo was one of those. I read something. I don't know if it was a quote. From Saffron, from Gun, somebody the the same actor won't play multiple characters, but yeah, like 
Jason Momoa, if they want to do Lobo, is kind of the only option. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I think I think that's what's going to happen. I think that's why he was excited, because he's going to get what his dream was to have Aquaman be a trilogy. Mm-hmm. So he's going to get that, and now he's going to do what everybody... The secret's out of the bag. No matter how much they want, everybody knows it will be Lobo. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that's what it is. So I think that's where it's... That's where that's heading. Out of the... Basically, the movies he announced, I'm interested in the Superman one because... For sure. Like you said, the normies are going to go out and probably... They don't care what's happening. They're just going to go watch it. I just... Knowing it's James Gunn, I think that... I think his writing is going to skew closer to Richard Donner, Christopher Reeve. Yes. I get that. And that's I what, totally that's what that. the general public wants. Mm-hmm. But also, I still keep reading. People are just pissed off about this hammer game. Hey, look, I Christopher Reeves grew up watching him great. You know, Brandon Routh, I think, did an exceptional job in Superman Returns. He was pretty good. And then when he was in DC Legends in that Arrowverse, remember, he played the Kingdom Come version of yeah. Batman. He was solid. And But to me, I always thought, you know, those two are good. When Henry Cavill was in the Man of Steel, number one. That's, I still think, the best DC EU movie out there, to me. Me too. Man of Steel. That one is my favorite. That's at the top for me. That's my Superman. Like, And I grew up watching other ones, you know, and Henry Cavill embodies Superman. He has the look, the physique. Yeah. The charisma. He, that embodies, he's he Superman. I have a feeling, you know, I know, and who knows what these guys signed at those meetings or talked about. Yeah. We all know it was very public with, with Henry Cavill when he said, you know, I'm no longer Superman. You know, the kid, you know, the time has passed me. That I got was a, a shitty time. It was, but I got a feeling he's coming back. I got a feeling, because remember, James Gunn said, you know, we want to work with Henry on maybe other projects, future projects. He has his Warhammer stuff coming out now. Don't be surprised. Maybe five years from now, six years from now, whatever. We'll see Henry Cavill, how we saw Brandon Routh in the Arrowverse as the Kingdom Come Superman. I can dig it. Let me see. Um, James Gunn <laughs> announced. I, I only saw what you put on Twitter. Apparently, there's a longer thing on YouTube. He said that they're doing Creature Commandos, which yep. sounds like Amanda Waller puts another team together, which it's going to be... It sounds like it's basically going to be an animated Suicide Squad with, like, creatures That's instead of humans. Um, yeah. Viola Davis is getting... And Creature Commandos is going to be a show. Amanda Waller is getting her own show called Waller, which mm-hmm. for now is going to be the in-between of Peacemaker 1 and 2. We already yeah. we already touched on Superman Legacy. That has a July 2025 release date. There's going to be a Lanterns TV show. All these shows, I'm assuming, are on HBO Max. And it's going to be Hal Jordan, Jon Stewart, <laughs> in a in a I'm true detective-esque... Yeah, that show sounds mm-hmm. fire. I yep, have, I'm excited for that. I have no idea what the authority is. That's going to be a movie. Paradise Lost is going to be this universe's 
introduction to Wonder Woman, I'm assuming, is going to be yep. on Themyscira, another show. The Batman movie's called The Brave and the Bold. Damian Wayne is going to be in it. Like, we're going to get a serious Robin, and it's going to be Damian Wayne. Like, this movie's already going to be fire. Mm-hmm. I already touched on the Booster Gold show. We're going to get a Supergirl movie, which sounds really badass. Because she, it's not like she, like, jumped in a capsule and just made it to Earth. Like, she's been through some shit. Yeah. Based on, from the comic that he said it is based on. And then a Swamp Thing movie that James Mangold is hinting at maybe trying to direct. So, like, I've, like, always been into Swamp Thing. So, like, I'm hyped for that. Um, uh, the He said that they're going to have, a, a, like, a subdivision of Elseworlds movies, which... The Joker and Matt Reeves doing the Batman. That's where all that shit falls under. The Batman sequel got a October 2025 release date. Um, October 3rd, yep. So, in this new continuity, there's, there's Superman, Green Lantern, Wonder Woman, Batman, all all established. And, like, it's it, it's got to be like a Marvel presentation. He didn't spill all the beans. There's projects in no. there that just haven't been announced yet. So we'll all be shocked yeah. at like Comic-Con 2026 when, hey, Martian Manhunter, March 2028, yep. get ready, guys. I think what's going on with that is, and that's only, remember he said this is, you know, Chapter 1, Gods and Monsters, as he named it. Yeah. Which is a great title, great title. Which, um, but did, also, did you see the animated Justice League Gods and Monsters? Yeah. I want that movie. I like I want oh, that live action. I put you know it's funny you say that because I got a feeling that's gonna probably that might end the first chapter. Remember, this other project's not announced. That I wonder if Bruce it's Wayne is half that. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. That's fire. Right. So my thing is this is he said this is half of the first chapter. He didn't even say the first full thing. This is half. And, and that's ten projects. Gosh. Yeah. And the thing is, this is what I like. What he said was, every anybody who's voicing the animated, yeah, is going to do the live action. So, for example, Viola Davis, Amanda Waller, you know. So when if it's a, if that's an, an animated show, she's going to be voicing Amanda Waller. Um, yeah. And then when it comes to live action, she's Amanda. Waller. So and she'll be she'll be in the uh, Creature Commandos. Yep. So this is where it's going to be. He wants it all to be together with the animation, the live action, and the video game. I wonder if that falls into, like, like upcoming, like, the Legion of Superheroes animated movie comes out this Tuesday. Yep. So, is he including those releases, too? Because that's where DC, like, has some mid, but really hasn't missed. So, it's like, do I want James Gunn interfering in some shit that always gets me hype and rarely lets me down? You know what I'm saying? I think... I think because there's another one that comes out too this year, March. So you got Legion of Superheroes. Yeah, and that's a that's a Bat, that's Batman, like a, the Doom. That's like an Elseworlds thing too. That's what I'm saying. So, but also you got to remember these are coming out. Remember what he said: the Flash resets everything. So I think any animation Next that comes year. out prior to the Flash doesn't matter. Because like not, not that it Superman matter, Man of Tomorrow but, started a new shared universe. Yes. So yes. let me see. 
So Michael C. Hall. Oh, so like I forgot that Man Bat in the Gods and Monsters was Batman. So Michael C. Hall's kind of perfect casting. Yeah. Benjamin Brad is Superman, a Hispanic Superman. And <laughs> Tamara Taylor, I'm not really familiar with her, but she'd be Wonder Woman. I don't know if I see these actors in a big big live action movie like this. Well, I can see Michael C. Hall. For sure. Remember, he's Dexter. Yeah. For people out there, I don't know. He's Dexter. So I can see him doing that because he has done some, you know, movies and on the he, big like, screen. He's, he gives off, like, the scientific, oh, shit, yeah, I turned myself into a bat. And not bat. the rich guy, I dress up like a bat. Yep. And I can see Benjamin Bratt, but I can see him. I don't see him as, as what is it, Superman or nothing yeah. like that, though. But. I could see I could. where I could. I think but I think that like that'd be like Oscar Isaac. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Even like Diego Luna. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Diego Luna is in The Last of Us. So I mean, it's it's gonna be interesting how he's gonna pull this off. I mean, it's James Gunn. I mean he this this thing's out there he's put out, he's never let me down. Yeah. That's why, you know, like I said, I know people were upset with the Henry Cavill. I totally get that. I was upset, but at the end of the day, is this guy, everything he's touched has turned to I mean, gold. Was was anybody upset about it whose Twitter bio doesn't say, restore the Snyderverse? Very true. And don't get me wrong. I enjoyed the Snyderverse. I, I enjoyed it. it. It's the I best. It. Like, you take out what Zack Snyder did in the past 10 years with DC movies, period. The rest mm-hmm. of those movies skew kind of mid. Not yeah. not bad. Some good Shazam, but kind of just average comic book viewing. Man of Steel, like that's that's where like I we the man. I've been doing this podcast five, five and a half years, whatever. And I feel like the topic that comes up more than anything else is me saying if DC would have let the man cook. Zack Snyder was putting together a concise, flowing narrative arc, Man of Steel to Batman v Superman to his to Zack Snyder's Justice League is the most interconnected storytelling any of the movies they put out in the past ten years has. Well, well, look at look at, and that's the thing. I think I will say this: when Man of Steel came out, let's just say. Peter Safran and James Gunn were running the studio. And say, in a perfect world, they were running it. Man of Steel comes out. Henry Cavill, Zack Snyder is directing. I think this would be just as successful as Marvel. Is. In 2015, we would have had Man of Steel 2. Oh, yeah. I agree. And not only do I say that, but also remember, it was Warner Brothers interfering with... Remember, this is a Christopher Nolan also produced, yeah. executive producer on this... And that's the thing about it. Producers know that is they could just come out. Hey, how about this idea? Okay, boom. Now they get a credit. And but how much was was he truly working on the project? That's the thing. So, but he got an executive producer cred. He got a cred. So that also helped, you know, get the movie out there. You got Zack Snyder, and then you got a guy named Henry Cavill, who not many people knew at the time. Like he was on TV shows like The Tudors. Yeah. He did, you know, Immortals, but. You know, remember, if people go way back, first time I saw Henry Cavill, he was, I think, 18 or 19 years old, The Count of Monte Cristo, mm-hmm. which that movie is dope, okay? 
And he was like 19 years old in that movie. But in a perfect world, I think we would have Man of Steel 2, like you said, and I think this universe would be thriving. But Cavill auditioned for Superman Returns. I'm pretty sure Batman mm -hmm. Begins, Casino Royale. And remember, he also auditioned for Superman Returns and Brandon Roth beat him out. Yep. What ends up happening, he becomes Superman here. Remember, Daniel Craig beat out Henry Cavill for James Bond. Yeah. It's... It's so he's just coming, you know. So, but is also, he the next James Bond? Who knows? It's a Warner Brothers issue. Go all the way exactly. back to Superman 2. Have they ever exactly. had a comic book series, a shared universe in general that Warner Brothers has not fucked up? They listened, exactly. they listened to the Karens and the soccer moms and pushed Tim Burton out of Batman 3. They <laughs> fucking like, I, I don't even know where they thought Superman Returns was going. Like, we could have got a Superman Returns sequel. They just, like, didn't Absolutely. like the box office. They listened to Twitter interfering in the, in the Suicide Squad editing, the Justice League editing, and then the Lego universe, the Monsterverse, the Conjuring-verse. They've never had a, a, a universe that has actually hit that trajectory to compete with Marvel. But they want to so bad, but they can't get out of their own way. So it's like, right. are y'all going to let James Gunn and Peter Safran do their thing, build something that actually makes sense and has a, an Avengers in-game in mind? You know, when I'm fucking 50 years old, we finally get the payoff mm -hmm. for what they're starting now. Uh, I don't know, we'll see. It's crazy, too, because, like you said, interference. They inter look, look at Batman versus Superman, Daughter Justice, okay? Just the title alone, Batman vs. Superman. Remember, the first time we even saw that logo was what? An I Am Legend. Remember that? Like in, in, in the yeah, back of the I Am Legend? I remember being like 16 years old, like reading something that like Wolfgang yeah. Peterson coming off the perfect storm was going to do a Batman vs. Superman movie. And I think that and was the, the funny, logo that they were going to use. That was the logo. And, and the funny thing about all that is that should have been instantly, just with time, billion dollar movie. Billion dollar movie. Now, it didn't make a bit, it made a lot of money, but it underperformed, as people say, because yeah. it didn't make a billion. But when you watch the Ultimate Edition, the movie is way better, so flows good. better. And it's once so again, good. that's because Warner Brothers interfered. And that's the thing is they can't keep get themselves, they keep putting themselves in the wrong way. Yeah. You know, they can't get out, you know, they keep on interfering. Let these guys direct, let them do their job. Yeah. And I, it's it's a side, it's a side note, but I kind of think Marvel is starting to do that like that runtime limit. Strange was two hours. Love and Thunder was two hours. <laughs> Ant Man is just over two hours. Like they let Ryan Coogler do their th do his own thing, and he's Ryan Coogler. Black Panther's amazing, but is but you also got to remember that was with Chapek in there. Bob Iger is back. I I think it's gonna be back to normal and those movies were under the even though they're coming out now and Igert is in is the CEO now again but those movies were being filmed on while Chapik was there that's and facts. I think that's where that's it so I think it's going to go back to normal the Guardians great thing and about the Marvels this, could have longer yeah, run times exactly and I think Kevin Feige remember James Gunn was going to be and the way he was looking the speculation the way he was looking 
James Gunn was going to be Feige's right hand man. Yeah. He was going to have his guy. And James Gunn was good prior to the guard. Look, I'm, I'm a comic book head. I used to love collecting comic books. I never even heard of Guardians of the Galaxy until no. they came out. And fucking James and, Gunn, that's what that's what the authority is here. Yep. And with him, he's he's gonna bring out characters that nobody's I've never even heard of Creature Commando or the Authority. I've heard of everybody else. Like I'm excited for the Swamp Thing because yeah. the Swamp Thing, this is how messed up Warner Brothers and DC was. The Swamp Thing, the TV show came out what, like two years ago? Two canceled it within two weeks. After the first episode, they already were canceling. After the first episode aired, they made an announcement that they're canceling see they're canceling the show. I'm like, and if you watch that first season, it's pretty damn good. I I, I never watched it. I uh, it's it's good. I was telling it, one of my like, guys at work they should just they should just grandfather in everybody from the show into the movie. And that's the thing is is it's crazy because if you watched it, it say you watch it, you're gonna be like, why did they even cancel this show? This show is damn good. But that's once again how Warner Brothers can't get out of their own way. Yeah, let's break on that. I, uh, hmm. What you want to do? Some fan casting? You want to talk about the Batman Two? Batman Two be interesting. Who you? Who you I'm think? Glad uh, Am I am I the only one to think like putting the more outrageous villains, Mister Freeze, Poison Ivy, Clayface, into the semi-realistic world that Matt Reeves has set up is kind of ridiculous? I really no. want a more serious Mister Freeze. That that's the one I want because I think they did Mister Freeze in the animated series really well. I think. Yeah. Batman animated series. Fuck they did yeah. it really well. That could be something. To a degree, kind of realistic. Let's just like let's just say take that take that same story. Like he's mm-hmm. just, he's using crime as a way to try to save his wife. It's still a heartbreaking story. It is. But it is. And Matt Reeves talking about epic crime saga though. He could be doing a ventriloquist and Mister Scarface. He could be doing Two Face. You never know. The one I really want is the Mad Hatter. Mad Hatter would be fire. I feel That's like the one Disney has kind of put that in a way to where, like, the comparison, there's going to be stupid comparisons, is that a third? But, yeah, like, some kind of, like, Red Triangle Gang-esque Alice in Wonderland theme shit. And, like, I, I know it's not going to go down now. He's way too old. But, like, in the 90s, I was all, I always thought, like, man, like, the brother from Frasier would be perfect casting for the Riddler, and Martin Short would be perfect oh. casting for the Mad Hatter. Martin Short, that'd be a good one, yeah. But he's like 70 now. Yeah. He's in that, that show, what is it, uh, Murders uh, in the Building? Only Murders that in the Building. Fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. Fantastic show. Fantastic. But the Mad Hatter, the way I see it is this. Remember, you know, in he could leave a calling card. You know what I mean? Like that's his, that's his thing. You know what I mean? That's the Mad Hatter. That could go so many different ways, but that's the one, the two I would like to see the Mad Hatter or Mr. Freeze. But the sad thing is this is, and it's not sad. 
but you know the Joker eventually is going to play into it again. Yeah. And I and as much as I like the Joker, I mean, that is the that's Batman's yin to his yang and all that, but at the end of the day, the Joker is always going to be a part of it. There's never going to be not a world where Batman's in that the Joker's not involved. I don't know how much I even love Barry Keoghan as the Joker. You know, obviously like they alluded Matt Reeves yep. is already set up. Joker is eventually coming. Do it in the yep. third one. Just like let yeah, don't do it now. Let let Pattinson fully be Batman. In the first movie, he's so consumed with vengeance, and he's he just doesn't understand how important Bruce Wayne is to being Batman. So like, let the sequel be like okay like bruce wayne gotta be like more in the public eye or somebody gonna end up putting the dots together and then the third movie fuck it just mad chaos just barry key hogan like putting his anarchy his spin of the joker if he gonna cut his face off or if, if he gonna do whatever version we gonna do i don't know man my, my thing is this is do you think is he matt reese wants to do a trilogy which is gonna happen yeah, I think you know Batman Two got a release date. Great. I can see where maybe in the third one. Remember, Paul Dano is still the Riddler. Does it get to a point where whoever the villain is in this next one, depending on what happens, we don't know what happens. If the villain somehow gets survives or whatever, if all three of those characters come for the final one. I was just thinking, what if, the, the, I don't know, the, the analogy or the comparison might sound ridiculous. Matt Reeves has already set up every villain from the Adam West Batman movie. Mm-hmm. So what if we get Zoe, Paul Dano, Barry Keoghan, Colin Farrell as just teaming up against Batman in the third movie? It'd be kind of insane. It would be. And also you have someone with a bit of a dilemma in Zoe as Catwoman because, you know, she likes Batman. Are they eventually going to meet up as Selena Kyle and Bruce Wayne? That's the, that's the one thing they haven't done. They kind of got to. You know, exactly. They so it's going to be it's going to be very interesting. Um I'm, I'm, I'm just excited, you know. Yeah. I'm excited that we have a, we have a timetable now. It's going to be a little bit over two years, but it's coming out. There's so many different possibilities, like, man. Like, I want Marvel, DC, Dark Horse, whoever's putting out comic book movies, man. Start treating these characters like James Bond. Stop restarting every time, single time you recast. Like, you can do the Batman. We got the Riddler. We got the Penguin. We got the Catwoman. In 2038... You can have the same continuity, and it could be five Batmans later. Like, who cares? Exactly. Like, well, bro, like because rewatching or watching for the first time, Sean Connery and Doctor No, getting all the way up to Tomorrow Never Dies. Like, there are there are there's some dialogue that implies that it's still the same continuity. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, the one where um, the. La- what was it when the new James Bond came in after Sean Connery? Lazenby. Um, 
Yeah, Lazenby. George Lazenby, when he came in, remember, his James Bond got married. Yeah. Okay? Spoiler alert, 40 plus years later. Yeah. You know, his wife dies in the same movie. His wife dies. Gets gunned down and all that. They go back to that when Roger Moore is now James Bond because he visits her tombstone. So it's the same character. Yes. Yes. It's the same character. So they can do that here. What I like about it is when Robert Pattinson was named as Batman, remember everybody, you know, yes, he was in the one Harry Potter movie. Get it? That's exactly it. Remember. You, me, the next door neighbor, anybody. As we get older, we mature. Yes. We get better in our craft. He got better in his craft. You know, at the end of the day, people know him for the Twilight movies. They exploded. They blew up. They made money. You could make fun of them. They made money. But at the end, now, everybody doesn't see Robert Pattinson as the guy from Twilight. They see him as Batman. After those was announced, I talked to Nick and Eric about the shit. I watched the Twilight movies, like, weeks after he was Uh announced as Batman. Robert Pattinson is not the weak link in that series. No. It's the writing. It's the behind the scenes. Even Taylor Lautner. Roast him, make fun of him for being in Adam Sandler shit, whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, nobody on screen is at fault for the Twilight movies being ass. Mm -hmm. And and, and if you think about it, you got some, throughout that whole series, especially in Breaking Dawn Parts 1 and 2, you got some damn good actors who are known now that are in that series. Yeah. If you go back to it, you know, it's, you know, Dexter, De- let's say the show Dexter, his brother, who plays his brother. Yeah, he's a, the he's ice truck killer. I mean, you got awesome actors in that series. I don't care how good of an actor you are. You could only put, put you know, give what you got to make it better. That's all it is. And like, just sometimes it's good. It's not me personally. I enjoy those movies. I just enjoy them. It, entertainment. It's just entertainment. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. It's a, Everybody it's got their own flavor. Yeah, you like what you like. Uh, so. Yeah, like I just I'm looking to name drop some motherfuckers right now. Like, like Anna Kendrick is in at least like three of those four or five movies. Um, and the funny thing is, is, she blew up before Kristen Stewart did. Yeah, yeah, Pitch Perfect. She was you in know? Up in the Air. Yep. Uh, and remember, you got Christina Serrano. Was in the Walking Dead series. Yeah. You know, so it's a lot of those people that were in those movies actually did well for themselves after the fact. Yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. It's like Twilight is kind of seen like horror movies are. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of like, yeah, I'm going to use this to get on to better shit. But yeah, like, exactly. Dakota Fanning. Um, Christian Camargo, that's the ice truck killer. Lee Pace, yep. Rami Malik, all in Twilight. Uh, mm-hmm. Jamie Campbell Bauer, who was just the main villain in The Last Stranger Things. Things. Maggie Grace, Fear the Walking Dead. I'm telling you, it's it's. They were probably big names then. I mean, we all we know about them, but look at them now. That's what I'm saying. It's the talent was there. Yep. But I'm excited for the Batman too. It's and remember Joker, the second one, that's coming out soon yeah. as well. Yeah, I 
I'm skeptical. I just I don't know about Todd Phillips and musicals and Lady Gaga's Harley Quinn. There there's a lot of variables. It's got a lot to live up to. There is. And I think when people hear musical, they think like Moulin Rouge or Les Mis or West Side Story. Yes, sir. I think what's going to happen is the musical portion of the movie is going to be in flashbacks or like when they're, you know, it's a thought in their mind that there's going to be like a musical rendition or something to that effect. I I think it's going to be a movie. And then they're going to flash back to certain things where that, that's where the musical portion takes place. I don't think the whole movie is going to be a musical. But who thought a Joker movie without Batman was going to make a billion dollars? Yeah. And also, you got Joaquin Phoenix, who won Best Actor. Yeah. I mean, it's it that character, Damn. remember, that is the only comic book character whether it's dc or marvel or any other comic book title that has won two academy awards i was gonna say ledger and joaquin phoenix for the same character dc dc really got two acting oscars before marvel got one i think marvel gets their one this year with angela bassett oh for sure most definitely (laughs) um I don't know, man. We we kind of covered all of this already, didn't we? Mm-hmm. So... I'm intrigued, though. I'm intrigued about that Superman one. That's the one... Yeah, I... The, uh, closing... I'm intrigued with that. Closing the DC portion of the discussion, I am putting my chips on the table because, like, look at the time frame. This Comic-Con, 20, Comic-Con 2023, I think DC announces... Who is going to play Superman? I agree. James Gunn's writing. That. He hasn't said, I don't think he said how far he is into writing the, the yeah. Superman script or plot or story or whatever. But within, within two years, you kind of have to cast and film and edit to make it to your projected release date, right? Yeah, exactly. I, I honestly think they already know who's going to be... Rumor is it Ben Affleck is gonna direct the Batman, the Brave and the Bold. Brave, yeah, Brave and the Bold. That's kind of great, you know. And if I wonder if that's the case, do they take the script that he was gonna do and just tweak it here and there, add Damian Wayne to it? You know what I mean? Like, is that gonna be part of that? I don't know. But those are, like I said, rumors. If that's the, remember, Batman is his favorite character. He knows that character like the back of his hand. Him directing it, I do remember, this is an he he didn't win and wasn't even nominated for best director when Argo won Best Picture, which he directed, which I don't understand. Nah. I don't get that at all. And but this guy has put out a best picture winner. Him doing a visceral and that's one thing about James Gunn. He don't care about no PG-13 rated. If it suits it, he's going to let it ride. Look at Peacemaker. That's hard R stuff. For sure. I got a feeling some of these movies are going to be PG-13. Some are going to be rated R. I think Swamp Thing and The Authority are like definite R's. Swamp Thing to me is it has a horror movie feel to it. It should. That's rated R. It's, That's going to be R. It's like Plant Frankenstein. 
<laughs> pretty much. Uh, so I, that's what I'm interested in. in. In the Brave and the Bold, but the Superman one is going to be the one. He's got to hit the casting on the head. Yeah. But also, this is where I mean, playing w- devil's advocate. Wonder Bread, White Boy, ch- Jawline, you know, dark hair. Uh, it's 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 going to be where because I think Creature Commando kicks it off, but it's an animated. Mm-hmm. The first movie, though, is going to be the Superman Legacy one. What happens if that does not do well in the theaters? Now, say it makes five hundred fifty, six hundred million. It's, it's obviously that is not what they're expecting. I think it's just going to based on it's going to based on the trailers. The, the, it's, the marketing yeah. has to hit. Yeah, it, it has to because look, the Suicide Squad movie he put out, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. I enjoyed it. We were kind of still balls deep in the pandemic, though. Yeah, but that's the thing is, and it didn't help. It didn't help that. That's the thing. Previous regime, the previous regime put it also on HBO. It was like same uh, was day and date release. I'm like, what are you doing? That's also that's James Gunn writing and directing. That is James Gunn and all his quirks. Mm -hmm. They're saying James Gunn might direct this Superman. So it's like, can he scale it back? Can he take, like, borrow whatever? Can he plug a little bit of Richard Donner, a little bit of Brian Singer? a little bit of Zack Snyder into this movie and make a Superman movie, not a, Hey, let's, you know, let, let's put a dick joke in a Superman movie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think that's yeah. like every fan, that's every fan's fear that Jimmy Olsen's going to be the comic relief and it's going to skew a little like guardians of the galaxy and less truth, justice and all the, yeah. And like me, for fan, fan casting, like I said, if he would have taken over DC five years ago, James Gunn, I can see Booster Gold being played by Nathan Fillion. It's pretty but, spot on. But he's Nathan Fillion's on that show now, the rookie. Guy's still in great shape, but he's already in his 50s. Yeah. Who knows when this movie's coming out? It's like... It could, They've kind of missed the time to get Willem Dafoe as Joker and Nathan Fillion as Green Lantern. and The window's passed just because of age. Yeah, and that's the sad part about it. I mean, yeah, can you de-age things? Yeah, of course. But also, they, there's a physicality to these characters. You know, Willem Dafoe's a Joker would have been phenomenal. Perfect. Phenomenal. You know, and we're going to see a little bit of that as well in that movie he's coming out on. It's called Inside where he is stuck in a house. He's an art thief, and he's stuck in a house where it's stuff where he would steal, and he's losing it. So I want to see how that is going to work out. But, I think y'all was talking about that two or three episodes back. Yep. And, but I could, I could have seen Nathan Fillion as Booster Gold, but once again, he's in his early 50s. Yeah. You know, mm. it's like... Do, Blue Beetle is in his 20s, so they kind of have yep. to, like, get Booster Gold to be mid, late 20s, early 30s. I'm if, guessing early 30s. If the plan is to eventually bring them together. Yeah, and you're also looking at, like you said, Blue Beetle, young. Superman, young. Batman, not young. He already has Damian Wayne. I was thinking that, too. At an age where he's already Robin, so he's got to be at least 
14, between, I want to say between 15 and 16 years old. Is this continuity going to make Danny in the first Robin, or are we going to get implications that Dick Grayson's out there somewhere? Red Hood is out there somewhere. You know what I'm saying? I like, think that's what's going to happen. And I think Barbara Gordon, is she Oracle yet? Is she Batgirl? Well, well I think. Is, uh, you know, they can't, is they Batwoman canceled, out there? They canceled Titans, you know? Brainiac Waite, who played, you know, Nightwing. I would not be. He's still young. He's 30-something years old. He's like 32, 33. Remember, he says he wants to get the Batman family. This is going to be about the Batman family. So that and tells me. Titans has already Dick introduced Grayson three already versions there. of Robin. Yep. So that's what I'm saying. Dick Grayson is going to be already Nightwing. You know, you're going to have Barbara Gordon and out there. Flat. They can do something. The way that Marvel's kind of like using different universes to kind of show like not every version of every character looks the same and they like fuse timelines and shit. They can use the flash to kind of like fuse mesh Brennan Thwaites into whatever James Gunn wants to do. I, I hope man, cause I like him as Dick Grayson. So do I, so do I. And like I said, a lot of people, you know, fan casting, they say he might be, the new Bruce Wayne, you know that's like what I wouldn't hate it, bro. How about see? This is the and this is the problem though is it's not going to happen. No, it's not going to happen. But I would love to see, and he has the look. The he he has it all. Henry Cavill as Batman. What do you think? That the <sighs> now now take now now listen to. Hear me out. He's got to be a little people, more grizzled. He, but the thing is this. He is... Henry Cavill's like 39. Okay? He's 39, so he's at an age where he would have a Damian Wayne. But also, if he never played Superman, which is hard to get out of our minds, but if he never played Superman, and they're like... And he's done other great projects, like the Mission Impossible stuff, and all that, and we know how he works and how good he is... You know, Man from Uncle, he was awesome in that movie. Yeah. I mean, and now you hear Henry Cavill might be your new Batman in the James Gunn universe. I guarantee everybody's like, yep, that's the guy. But it, because we see him still, he's our yeah, Superman. Like, it's, it's a, weird. I know it's, a, it's weird. Some, some people are even saying Jason Momoa, but I'm like, no, Jason Momoa is going to be Lobo. You know, it's... See, like... Before Pattinson, I wanted Rob Stark. I wanted um Bro. Richard Madden. Richard Madden. Richard Madden, yep. And like is he done in the MCU? Or are have 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 big budget comic book studios plucked every single actor to the point that they have to accept some are gonna play in both worlds. Um I'm I I kinda still want Richard Madden. You kinda need if he's going, young. He's still a young guy. Like you're saying, if, if if you're going Damian Wayne, you need a guy that's been Batman at least 15 years. Who knows? Who mm-hmm. knows when him him and Talia banged it out? Damian has to be at least 11, 12, 13. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I suck. I suck at fan is, casting. Like, it's, I don't. It, I'm 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 actually pretty good at fan casting, but like getting put on the spot. 
I don't know. Like, I still got to say Richard Madden. You know what? I would not be mad with that. Richard Madden, I would not be mad. How do you think this? Say they do bring a Nightwing. I could, I would love to see, uh, you know, Brent, Brendan Thwaite come back. But if not, I got like Zach Efron. That, that's kind of great. Like, I, I've been thinking about him as Johnny Storm, but he'd, he'd be a pretty legit Nightwing, Dick Grayson. And, and that's the thing with the times about now. Everybody talks about comic book fatigue, this and that. I get it. I understand it. I understand Just don't that. go watch the shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But also, I remember there was a time where big time actors did not want to do any comic book roles. Nah. Now, now they want to be in these universes. Yeah. Yeah, it's like Leonardo DiCaprio is like the last guy that just doesn't want to be in a comic book movie. And he, I, the, I know you've heard, like, he's told Timothy Chalamet, like, no drugs, no comic book movies or something. <laughs> like, to each their own. He's, honestly, he'd be a good, like, Jason Todd or whatever you want to do. Exactly. If Warner Brothers or James Gunn, like, hey, bro, like, look, you, you got your award shit. Come get in this geek stuff. You're gonna get paid. We know you can act. Let's do it. I th- I think James Gunn to talk could talk Timothy Chalamet, and he's already in Dune, so he's been around Momoa. He's been around Batista, uh, Stellan Skarsgård. I it, Timothy Chalamet will probably be in this DC universe, and I can see him being the Mad Hatter. I right. seen him in the Willy Wonka that Wonka movie coming out with him. That outfit, I could definitely yeah. see him seeing something like that. So yeah, I mean, I'm I'm thinking a version of Robin, but okay. I can see him playing Robin too. So it'll be interesting. Yeah, like if he's something, if he's talking about Bat Family, like I want, I want Bat Wing, I want Lucius Fox Sun in a little metal Batman suit. Everybody, every version of Robin, hell yeah. I want a Everybody. movie where Dick Grayson is Batman. I want all of that shit. But uh, break it off again. We'll come back. M. Night, Knock at the Cabin. We'll probably mix up the conversation somehow. But second break. All right. Third warning. If you have not seen Knock at the Cabin, turn this shit the fuck off. We're, we're spoiling everything. We telling y'all everybody that dies. We telling how many knocks are knocked at this cabin. <laughs> All of it. Uh, what you think? Solid movie. I liked it. It's one of his better movies. Not gonna lie, I was expecting that 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 formula, that M Night Shyamalan formula, where there's a twist and. Talking to uh, one of my uh, nephew's friends who came out short in the same theater, he was like, "Maybe that was a twist. That everybody was expecting a twist, and there wasn't a twist." I think you know. So the I think the explanation of the four people coming together, spending time with them, being yeah. fuck it, spoilers, being the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Horsemen. That was the twist, that they weren't there to kill or harass or invade. No. They were just there to, like, spend their final moments with a good people that produce a good vibe or whatever. Yeah. And the the crazy thing about it, too, was 
I like how it started the movie. They creepy. just get right into it. Yeah. But Dave Bautista right was creeping it. me the fuck out. Bro, and, and he played it perfectly. Like, I will say this. You got, you know, John Cena. You got The Rock. You even had, like I just said, off camera, they live. Roddy Roddy Piper, who's probably one of the first wrestlers to go into acting. Yeah. I mean, Dave Bautista, you, is you, he... Uh, you, you sleeping on Thunderlips, but go off. Oh, Hulk Hogan, okay, yep, yep. <laughs> In the Rocky, Rocky too. But at the end, at the end of the day, I think Bautista, when he started acting, you know, he was in, I think, one of the Riddick movies with, you know, yes. Vin Diesel. He was, you know, and then James Gunn has him as Drax. And I think James Gunn has used, casted him perfectly where he's used his strengths more than his weaknesses. He hides his weaknesses and all that. In the first Bautista one. is become, yeah, Bautista is becoming a really good act. Really I, good. Like in this one, I, he was phenomenal. I give it another five years. Like the like yeah. like we we say all the time, The Rock has become a brand. The Rock is gonna do yeah. his Jumanji, his Hobbs and Shaw, his Black Adam. He's going to be practically himself in every movie. I love The Rock. Yeah, I've action. been a fan of The Rock over yeah. 20, 25 years. But Same. as an actor, he's becoming very one note. Dave Bautista is challenging himself with every new role he takes. Another five years, it's not even going to be a debate. He will be the best wrestler turned actor ever. Unless John Cena does some awards caliber shit. And and you hit it dead on. And John Cena has some awesome comedy chops. He does. His his time, especially in Peacemaker, that was, I mean, come on. Oh, like Sisters. I first noticed it in Sisters. He's like the big, lunky, like tattooed dude just standing up mm-hmm. against the wall at this party. He was hilarious. But then yeah. Daddy's home, and yeah, like Peacemaker with like no, basically no rating. He could say whatever he wanted, ad lib whatever he wanted. He's great. Mm-hmm. Like I'll say though, <laughs> Fast Nine and probably Fast Ten, trash. I, I hate that character. And and that's the thing is like, I've you want to hear so crazy. Obviously, Fast Ten's coming. I'm gonna watch it. I still have yet. To, I own it. I still have yet to see Fast Nine because I heard how trash it was. I was like, I will watch it. I tell my wife, I gotta watch it, and that movie's old already. I gotta watch it. Yeah. I watched it before Fast Ten, but I heard it's not good. Yeah. And out of that's probably like the worst one out of all of them is what I heard. And oh, dude, you're gonna make me look it up. But if you if you think about it, I think everybody has their own niche. Right now, it looks like John Cena's niche is the comedy aspect. The Rock's niche is the action hero. Dave Bautista is broadening his acting. He's not trying he's to be drama. backed into a corner. No. He's a funny guy with Drax. He's the comedic relief in the Guardian movies. But then he does a movie like Blade Runner 2049, that one scene he had, that was dope. That's what got then him cast in this. Yep, and that and the movie. Then he does this, bro. He was so calm, and that was the creepy part. Yeah, I don't care how calm you are. You could be the calmest person. If someone's yelling at you, Christian, you out trying, you you're gonna rear up, get in their face. But he was chill to be uh, to be as as big as big, he is, big. and to be that chill. Like it just it was a mind fucking its own. It just didn't make sense. Like he was so reserved. But big as fuck. And even in the fight scenes, you could tell he was fighting to defend himself and not hurt them. Yeah. 
And when he had to do something, he just, I'm stronger than you. It's what a, it's you a phrase, yeah. It's a phrase like, was, that I kind of want to be gone, but I'm going to bring it back for this. It, knock at the cabin, man with the iron fist, Guardians of the Galaxy, Blade Runner 2049. Dave Bautista understands the assignment. Yep. So like, going back right quick, I have F9 ranked 9 out of 10 Fast and Furious movies. But it might get, it might get put last after this year because it's just like... I have Too Fast, Too Furious last, but I like Too Fast, Too Furious. So do, oh yeah. F9, F9 was so just, it's like they took all these fan theories they saw on Twitter and was just like, yeah, let's do it. And then they like retconned so much and they like. That's what I heard. Like, I was so happy when they brought back Han. F9 is I love, Han is a good character. I love Han. Awesome character. And going back to the DC shit, F9 has like a mid credit scene that I feel like is never going to get paid off. Yeah, I, it's and the funny thing is, is from what I'm hearing, part 10 is a two-parter, so it's actually going to be two more movies after this. You know? So, but I heard, you know, they retconned Han, like they could have been a way to do it. <laughs> I want to know how, how that would have been done, but I heard they just, nope, like, Tokyo Drift, that never happened. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I've heard. And it's, it's like, I don't know if it's true enough because I haven't seen it, but it's, I heard it was not good. Tokyo Drift is is the... the, the it's what started the whole trajectory that the franchise went on to become a good what action franchise. Until F9, yep. I'm telling you. The Fast and Furious franchise was up there with John Wick and Mission Impossible. It was one of the best action franchises, and F9 killed it. In a bad way. F9, yeah. F9, so stupid. Uh, Bro, I heard the, when you go, when I hear that they go into outer space in a Fiero, that was it. I was like, all right, I'll wait. I cannot confirm nor deny the ridiculousness <laughs> that you just <laughs> stated. Uh. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah, Bat- Batista, knock at the cabin. His name is Leonard. Yeah. He's, he's good at catching grasshoppers. Yeah, because like, there's like this one like tight shot. Like he's talking to a little girl, and and the shot is so tight on his face, and it's like like man, like like I really feel like he's just about to like I knew he wasn't, but it's like man, he's just gonna snatch up this little girl right quick. That's what I thought like, too. This That's is some real too. like like child predator shit right now. Mm-hmm. And what I also like too, it was, you know, I love seeing Rupert Grint. Everybody knows him as Ron Weasley, but he was an asshole. You know what I mean? And that's, you know, he, I hear he he's was also in, a homophobic asshole. Yeah, and and I hear he was in a, he's in a, the Apple Plus uh, show with the M Night the Servant. Yeah, he's serving, in that yeah. too. So, so yeah. you know, he's worked with M Night Shyamalan in the past and all. But seeing him in this small role, short. He does, you know, have a slight flashback scene, but I mean, seeing him in that way, that was that was kind of odd for me. Yeah, it's like four people approach, knock at this cabin. You've seen the trailers. They they approach this family, two guys and their daughter. One of y'all has to willingly kill each other to prevent the end of the world, and every time you say no, you're gonna unleash a plague. 
and unleashing that plague is one of these four antagonists dying like they willingly sacrifice themselves to unleash a plague like as i'm saying it i didn't think about it watching the movie but they're doing the opposite of what they're asking these people to do you yep. know what i'm saying and it's it's like they don't necessarily show the kill but they show the swing of the blade the bludgeoning or whatever and you see the blood come back up so yeah it's, it's like kind of shitty and uh like ben aldridge plays like the more aggressive of the two and of the couple mm-hmm. he was really good in the shit he and was. like he knew like like the dude from hogwarts attacked me in a bar and and he was right like that that was dope like how they that was yeah he didn't just accuse like he made sure to confirm and like i've seen a lot of like i they wanted backstory like i've seen a couple like reactions to this movie where people wanted backstory on batista nikki amuka bird um uh abby quinn rupert grant and it's like, bro, like, we got the backstory. One of them's a teacher. Mm-hmm. One of them's a chef. One of them's a nurse. One of them's a redneck bigot. Like, we got the backstory on these people. Like, y'all, like people, I don't know, people want too much so they can like something. And it's like, you got the backstory on the protagonist, the people you care about. Like, the writing and in this shit. they explained it to you. Yes. Remember, when they introduced themselves, they're like, my name is Leonard. I'm a second grade teacher. The one lady, she goes, I'm a nurse. I have a son. Kids. I have a son. It's 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 they all. I'm a Virgo. I like long walks on the beach. Yeah, it's it's yeah. That was funny. It's it's that's the you know Rupert Grint's character. You found out he got abused because when he says yeah, also I got my ass kicked. Like you know Ben like Ben Aldridge's character. Like he just kicked my ass just like that. So you knew he came from an abused home yeah so they so people saying that they needed more i mean how much more do you want yeah yeah a yeah. spin-off dude yes you know a spin-off of their life it's just like they explain to them when they have them tied up uh, we don't want to do this this is not by choice we're doing this because we have to and you have to decide people people try to shit on m night and his genius because he doesn't spoon feed everything and I like that, though, because he treats the audience, you guys are smart. You guys will figure it out. I don't want to be like, well, this is happening because of this, 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 and this. And then this is happening. No, I'm not. Then why go to the movie? It's just being laid yeah. out for me. I want to use my mind to figure out. I'm what, telling you, like, just, like, just like literally right now, like I'll talk about some shit and, and think about it. And then I'll connect those dots, even if it's not right dots. there in the theater. And yeah, like mm-hmm. that, that just that makes it even better. Every time you guys don't willingly kill one of your own family members, people that you love, we're going to kill each other to unleash some bad shit into the world. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so good. And if you think about it, they are the, you know, the villains in this movie. They are the villains, even though they're not a villain. Mm -hmm. And if you think about it, you've got good people giving bad news and forcing other good people to make this bad decision. And at the end of the day, you have two groups are seeing it. One is saying you have to do this. One group is saying we 
I can't, or at least one person out of the couple, I'll get to Jonathan Groff here in a second. Yeah. Saying, you know, no, this you're lying, this and that. And yet, at the end, innocent people on both ends, depending on how you see it, are dying. Because one is defending the family. you got to kill this group. And one, like the lady who's the nurse, gets shot. She dies. He ended up killing her. She's a good person. She yeah. didn't want to do this. So she's, boom. Then you got a good person doing that. I'm now, calling that self-defense, though. Because when he when they when no, he it, got into the cabin, when he escaped the cabin, got his gun, like she did, she like know, took a swipe swing at his knee or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I get that, but it was something, you know, if you have a family member and this has to happen, you're doing this, not be you're being for, they were being forced to do this. But that's what I'm saying. By Ben Aldridge or even Jonathan Groff, because he said no once. When they said no mm-hmm. and uh, the the monsoons, the the weather oh. anomalies, the planes falling out of the sky. People died. Yeah, and and that that's what I'm saying, because they didn't choose innocent people were dying, and then they had to kill other innocent people to defend their family. But I mean, they did say crazy. they did say off the top, like we don't we don't care if it's the end of the world, like like yeah. the world can end, whatever. Like we're not gonna. You gotta decide. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like we could be the last motherfuckers in. In the world, period, we're not gonna willingly kill each other. You exactly. know what I'm saying? Now, what I wish they would have paid off, and this is what I was waiting for, was when there's a scene, Jonathan Groff, you know, gets attacked, gets concussed, you know, he has this moment of clarity, and he says, when in that reflection in the light, I saw a figure. See, I was hoping. My bad, man. I was finish. hoping. No, no, I, I was hoping they would have paid that off. I wanted to know what he saw. Yeah, I wanted to know how religious they were going to go. Like, was it going to be That's... God or... But I think him explaining that he saw the future, his, you know, his his, his dude, his, his man, his, his husband, yep. with their daughter, they were older. I think that, him saying that is what he saw, right? Yeah, he saw their future at one point. He's like, I saw, you know, he goes, you know, do it now because I have a happy memory. It's yeah. you and her. And I see you know, that shit is emotional. Yeah. But the figure that, because he said, you know, I saw a figure. And Ben Aldridge's character is like, no, you didn't see it. This and that. And he's like, no. You know? And yeah, like, Jonathan Groff, first off, Jonathan Groff needs to be put in more stuff. I can't I mean, remember. I want to make a frozen joke, but I can't remember his character's yeah. name. Oh, Kristoff? Kristoff. <laughs> I kept wanting to say Sven or Hans or whatever. <laughs> yeah, but he needs to be in more stuff. But. I mean, they were good. Casted, they were good. Casted perfectly. Everybody, you know, like it, the little girl, it, every adult. Yeah. And and but like, what gets me is the two things I keep thinking about is I wish I would like I wish they would have paid off. And I thought that was going to be the twist was when they were leaving. They flash back and they start on the way to the cabin. They're singing a certain song mm-hmm. that's on the radio. At the end, they turn the car on. And it's the same song. Okay, you know, he turns it off. The daughter, little girl, turns it back on. Then she turns it off. And then Ben Aldridge's character is like, nope, we're going to play it. And he turns it on. So it reminds them of his partner, her other dad, and all that. When they drove away, that's when I'm expecting that twist of what did he see? And did he actually see 
that future or like you said how religious they were going to get i was waiting for a surprise it's a cloverfield movie no, I'm just <laughs> but in every movie whether it's the village the happening signs six cents yo that I wanna, twist i just want i want i want everybody to know because this is i will i will debate until i'm blue in the face this is when m night got his groove back the visit has one of the most underrated twists in all of m night's filmography you know what's funny? I got that at my watch pile. That is one of the movies. Like I, I've watched every single M Night Shyamalan movie, except the first two. I think there's one called like Wide Awake or something like that that I haven't seen. Like that was like one of his like first or second ones I ain't counting that he shit. ever directed. I ain't counting right? that shit. But like, out of all his big movies, the vi- and the visit is a small movie. It, yeah. It, it it basically brought him back to where he started, and that is the one movie I've yet to see. I got it. I gotta watch it. I've yet to see it. I'm gonna bite my tongue because I was I was gonna put it all out there. Um, okay. Yeah. Cause yeah, like to, to me, like like I'm I'm middle America ignorant cinephile. M, M Night came on a spot with six cents. I know he wrote Stuart Little or whatever the fuck. He he did like Rosie yeah. O'Donnell and and a little little kid or whatever. I ain't, I ain't seen that shit. Um, yeah, like I don't I don't know his mindset. Like I know like the happening was his own thing. It, it kind of bombed. Mm-hmm. Got got bad reviews or whatever. But somehow Bird Box was like a worldwide phenomenon. Um, the Last Airbender, like he made for his kids. I, I'm not sure he understood the source material or whatever. Yeah, it was trash. After yeah. Earth was like Will Smith's thing. So like yeah, like he wanted to scale back. Talked to Jason Bloom, did God with Bloom House, linked up with Universal. The visit is really fucking good. And then he got he, the East Rail 177 trilogy. I like, I know I'm probably in a minority. I like Split more than Unbreakable by that much. And then Glass, Glass is really good. Not as good as the first two, but it's really good. Old is good. Knock of the Cabin is good. I will say this. With that trilogy with Unbreakable, Split, and Glass, Glass was a third movie of a trilogy. Get it. But it depends on the day. What One week, it could be Unbreakable for me. The next week, it will be Split. That's like right there. Right there. But, you know, it's Sixth Sense and Signs, to me, are still the two top mm. tier ones. I lean signs a little bit more, but six cents, it's it's right there. Yeah. It's right there. I, I have signs one and, and six cents two, but it's like they're one and one A. Apparently signs being That's his exactly, best yeah. movie is, is so supposedly it's been recently brought to our attention that signs being our favorite M. Night Shyamalan movie is a hot take. No, it's not. Uh, like no, shut the, not. go get your Twitter likes and shut the fuck up. Um Yep. Yeah, um, uh, uh, we could break now and then do just a whole discussion on his career. Yeah. Or we can yeah. just talk, break in 10 minutes. and Yeah, we could do that. All right, so uh, M. Night Shyamalan overall. Hit, uh, hit your top five again. Do it on wax this time. Okay. Five, Village. Four, Split. Three, Unbreakable. 
two, the sixth sense, and number one is science for me. All right. I got three of those in mind. My five is glass. My four is unbreakable. My three is split. My two is sixth sense. And my one is signs. Um, nice. Hmm. I don't know where to go from here. I think with M. Night, it's funny because like he's in every single one of his movies. Like the cameo he does yeah. in Knock at the Cabin, he's like it's like a QVC channel yeah. or something. Like, I wonder how many people funny. caught like, it. Yeah, but his movies are very intriguing. Yeah, you know, they're polar. They're polarizing. So I did my sense. stack on Monday. I was like, man, like you might not like After Earth, Lady in the Water, mm -hmm. The Happening, The Last Airbender. None of his shit is boring though. No, with it's either you're gonna love it or hate it. Like this, like there's no. It, he doesn't have a movie where it's like. It's, it's not boring because he gets your mind going because of like I said, his style. His style always has a twist, a plot twist, and that twist is the moral of the story. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's always something. And for this, like I said, like referring back to Knock at oh. the Cabin, this is the first one it doesn't have. You're like, oh. I wouldn't say Split you know, had a twist. No. Or Glass. But it did have... I, people had, try to say... People, I don't know if it's like the like the Clover people or whatever, mm -hmm. or like Bruce Willis getting drowned in a puddle or whatever. I think some people try to reach for Glass having a twist, but I'm not really sure it did. No, Glass didn't have a twist, but with Split, what it did have was that end credit scene to blow people's mind away when you saw Bruce Willis at the that's diner. That's true. That's, that was the thing, you know. That's, that's where, true. You know, it didn't have a twist in the movie, but then when you saw that, you're like, oh, shit, this is Unbreakable is part of this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's That's where... You know, Dude, like, yeah, like and even Unbreakable, you know, Mr. Glass, you know, Samuel Jackson says, he, he set up you know, everything. I, he set up everything. You know, he was the villain. I guess Glass, you know, he was Glass kind of piggybacked <clears throat> on the Unbreakable twist of Glass creating Kevin. Yep. Uh, Mr. Glass, cre Mr. the train, like, use, he, he recycled the twist from Unbreakable to yep. say that, to retcon, kind of like Peter Parker was in Iron Man 2. Caught the the train yeah. crash, developed all these personalities, the horde, the beast, all that shit. It was good, like, and that's and that's a trilogy now when you you could actually binge it and watch them all in a row. You know, people that you know, Glass was was solid. You know, I just wish Bruce Willis didn't die. Yeah, but yet it's crazy how he's the most he's the most powerful human. And yet, water is his weakness. And what's with M. Shyamalan, M. Night Shyamalan with water being weaknesses? Signs. Yeah. To throw water on the aliens. You know, Bruce Willis, strongest man alive. He drowns. Can't swim. Water. That's, it's just crazy. I was waiting to see like a reference of like some water thing in this thing too. I was like, hmm. you know, it's like, yeah. And it like, and, and the thing is this, I think a lot of people, the people that don't like knock at the cabin, which is fine. Yeah. 
everybody has different tastes. Yeah, for sure. It's okay not to like a movie. You know, just because I like it, that doesn't mean you have to like it. I get that. There's movies that people love, and I'm like, eh, it was a good movie, but I don't see all the hype. But I wonder if even me, and I'm putting myself in this, I'm watching this movie, and I'm like, okay, where's the twist coming? Okay, when is the twist coming? Yeah. Like, now knowing that there isn't one, I want to rewatch this when it comes out on a physical and just watch it now to see if I missed anything. Because in every M. Night movie, you, you know there is going to be a twist. Because in the past, that's how it is. You know? And not having one for this one, your mind is already preset. Because this is yeah. his style. Everybody has style. This is his style. What's the moral of the story? What's the twist? There wasn't one. And meanwhile, the whole time, I'm waiting for yeah. it. Not Now knowing that I'm not going to wait for it. There is none. I'm just going to watch it as a movie. I want to see if there are things that I've missed in this movie knowing that there is no twist this is just what it is what if dave bautista was dead the whole time that'd be interesting and we missed it (laughs) but you you're right though you're right though that's one thing in that in the movie was you know when he offs himself they don't they insinuate you know what he does yeah you just see the blood, but you don't see the true act. None of the four of them get their death shown no. on screen. Exactly. They insinuated. Even, you see what happens. Even even, uh, even Jonathan Groff doesn't die on screen. No. no. The only one that does is the nurse when she gets shot. Yep. And that's it. And that's it. Yep. You know, and it's just, it's wild, though. But like, isn't that the wasn't that the thing in the Sixth Sense? Like after it came out, he uh, he come out and confirmed. Like every time you see red on screen, that means there's a dead person in the scene or something. How many times is Bruce mm-hmm. Willis the only character in the scene when there's like a red door or knob or balloon or whatever? Bro, that sweater movie was that movie was phenomenal because the way it played out, he was dead, not knowing he's dead, especially that scene at the dinner with his wife. It just it, she's just it, she's just being cold, bro. Yeah, she was just cold. like like you try to touch her hand, she puts her moves her hand away. It, it was just the timing of it, and yet he's dead the whole time. The sixth and sense thinking, is arguably perfect. It, it, I was like, the way it played out, I didn't get it until she's watching the movies on the TV and all that, and I'm like, what? And the kid's been telling you the whole damn time. I see dead people. Yeah. Even, like, the scenes with, like, there's, like, one or two scenes with Bruce Willis and Tony Collette. But she's not really acknowledging him. No. No. And the thing is this. First off, I've seen, and not take anybody, nomination. I've seen people get nominated for less screen time. Donnie Wahlberg. Should have been nominated. Yeah, bro. bro. I even, I didn't even know that was him. I told you all I was watching the shit. I told you I went while I was watching the shit. How many? How like? Donnie Wahlberg is better in one scene, like one monologue, one scene of The Sixth Sense. Better than Mark Wahlberg in how many Mark Wahlberg movies? Practically all of them, except maybe three. And remember, he was also in Dreamcatcher. 
gutted. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, 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 that was crazy. It's like, like he went for, he went for Oscar in like three, for like three straight years, four straight years. And then was just like, fuck it. I'll make Saw 2. It's, it's funny because now looking back and I've only seen parts of this movie and like, it's like the parts I've seen, I'm like, "Eh." I feel like. Shari and Bleach is the machinist with Christian Bale when he got skinny like that. That's what Donnie Wahlberg, like that, that's to that level. And remember, Wahlberg and and Bale to do those, they're not skinny. Those are guys are built. Yeah. Pretty built guys. And to get like that, like I said, I did not even recognize him. I didn't even know who that was. Christian Bale's like, oh, crazy. Skinny guy. Yeah. Christian Bale will go machinist, the fighter. And then he'll go American Hustle, Vice, but mm-hmm. then but then get jacked for Batman. Man, yeah, I just don't don't know how they do it. Dude, but, Christian Bale's but, made out of origami. <laughs> but no, and like and that's the thing. I think I'm excited to because as of now, I rated Knock at the Cabin. I gave it six out of ten. But it's like it, I feel like it's like the menu to me in my mind. When I first saw the menu, I was like, oh, it's a solid movie, but it still stuck in my head. The menu's great. And, I, and then after thinking about it, I'm like, nah, this is better than what I gave it. Knocking the Cabin, I gave it 6 out of 10 as well. But I'm thinking, but is that because I had a preconceived notion of where's the twist? And there was none. So it was still a good movie, but there was no twist for 6 out of 10. That's why I want to rewatch it, yeah. now knowing there is none. Yeah, see, I, I don't. I, I guess in the moment, I was just like, "Well, is the revelation that they're the four horsemen and they just wanted to hang out and not torture or or attack?" Yeah, maybe that. Like, it's a softer, it's a softball of a twist, but maybe that was it. And and the funny thing is, this is I can't remember what his character's name was, but Ben Aldridge's character, like, oh, yeah. he was the one that didn't take shit. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I, I don't care. I'm not taking shit. At one point, I was getting, at one point in the movie, I was getting annoyed by him. And I'm thinking, he needs to die. He's the, he needs to sacrifice himself. But then I'm thinking, no. He's just defending his probably, family. Yeah, and I would probably act the same way and be in denial, even though I'm seeing it on TV. And you willingly know, yes, you're tied up. They tied you up for a reason. And yet they're not being malicious. Yeah. They're, you could see it in them. They're heartbroken that they have to do this. It was they just, don't want to do it. He knew that he knew Rupert Grant, so he thought mm-hmm. it was all a, a scam. Yep. And that was the throwback. That's what got me was, but then when they k- killed Rupert Grant's character, he was the first one to go. Now he's just thinking, man, these guys are just playing on crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just crazy. But it's like you with know, Batista's like reciting word for word, like the news, the news uh, coverage on TV. Was, that was great. Yeah. So like it, like it was playing both sides. Like maybe they're telling the truth, but like he knows, like he's seen this broadcast before, so maybe it's pre-recorded. Like it was throwing you. And that's what he said. He goes. You guys have, he said, basically, you guys rehearsed this. This is all pre-recorded. How do you know what she's going to say before she says it? You know? And that was creepy. Like, how did he, how did he know yeah. that? You know? And that, that could be like, 
that keeps you on your edge. It's like, all right, is this a setup? But then when you see the planes falling and crashing, like, okay, you can't set that up. That's what, like, man, like, that's that's M. Night and his detail. It's like, like, even, like, the village, like, they're living in modern times. They just made it look old-timey. That's dope. Yep. The reveal yep. that those we don't speak of is just them in a suit. Like, that's crazy. Like, the the yeah. happening. Like, bro, it's, it's it's all the air. It's Mother Nature coming back because sure. of all our pollution and shit. Like, that's still, like, the biggest injustice in cinema. Y'all go crazy. Y'all go crazy. You go crazy over Bird Box. It's the happening. It's all it is. It's it's nature fighting back. And, and it is because if you think about it too, look how it ends. There is no there is no evidence left. Lightning hits the wooden cabin, burns all that evidence. No. Yep. So that's like you said, how religious is it gonna get? You know, God, if you believe in God, you know, is the one that this is happening for a reason. All this happens. You got all evidence of murder, death, all that there. And remember, they kept bringing Bautista when he would, when they would kill one of their own off, they would do it in a certain way, chop him up or, or decapitate them, let's just say. Yeah. And he would bring him into the back room. Into the back room. Even when the nurse got shot, was in the house back room so now all the bodies are there lightning stri- lightning strikes the cabin burns it down no evidence they didn't go I like mean, into probably... super specifics that that was probably a part of the vision like seeing themselves dead and they yep. had to be placed here so there was no proof of anything that happened mm-hmm. and that was a thing it was it was more or less like i was thinking here's the and when i was thinking here's the twist with Jonathan Groff was, you know, I've seen this. I'm in a happy place. You need to kill me. When he was saying that, I thought it was to ease Ben Aldridge in doing that. But also, I thought he was going to take the gun and shoot him. Because he saw, remember, he said he saw the future. Yeah. And maybe he was, I'm thinking, oh, he's saying these things. Like he sees his daughter and him. She has her own practice. You're helping her with the practice because he was a lawyer. You know, she's doing this. Meanwhile, I'm thinking he's saying that, but it's actually he sees himself helping his daughter. And there was going to be that flip. But when yeah. that didn't happen, I was like, OK, how is See, this going to go? The, the swerve, like the swerve that got me was he kept saying he had the vision and like they kept like lingering, like the camera kept lingering on him when they were talking. I was like, man, yes. I think he believes him. He's going to end up being like the fifth one. He's going to join their cause or something. He's going to, like, I don't know, like, kill Ben Aldridge because he believes what they're talking about. And and that's where, that's where like, maybe that's the twist that I was expecting. And mm-hmm. it just, it never happened. And I was still satisfied with the way that everything played out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, it's like, when it ended, I was like, this movie is, is solid. It's, it was eh. It was solid. You know, I would recommend it. I'm going to buy it and all that. But I think, like I said, the preconceived notion I had is, I want to see this movie because he always has a twist. Yeah. I can't wait to see the twist. And throughout the whole movie, I was enjoying the movie. But when is the twist coming? I know it's at the end, but when am I going to see this twist? And when it didn't happen, I felt a little empty. 
like, oh, there was no twist. But so that's why I said, okay, you know, it's a solid movie, but it was eh, but it's eh. But now I keep thinking about Jonathan Groff. Still thinking and about he it. Said, I, I saw the figure. I this. No, this is this. I'm clear clear of mind. I want to rewatch it now knowing this is just how it is. Yeah. And see now if that changes, which, which will probably, you know, if it changes my viewing of the movie. Yeah. Um. What you think about Lady in the Water? Interesting movie. It was definitely interesting. Was it one of his better ones? No, but I did enjoy it. Yeah. But I don't think it's as bad as people say it no. is. I think I think like it's, it's original. Trash that movie. People yeah, people bitch different. about there's there's no original movies. Cause y'all like don't give shit a chance. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And that's the thing though too is I feel like in the movie community, people want original movies. But when there's original movies, nobody goes out there to see them. Because they're used to the, you know, the Marvel stuff, the DC, the John Wicks, or all, all this franchise. Franchise IP. You know what I mean? So when there's something original, oh, this sucked. Or this, that, well, why did, because you're not, this is something different. And anything in life, you're at work, your job, when something changes, is different. Nobody likes change. You know what I mean? And that's the weird thing about it. But, but that's what makes his movies so intriguing is they're not, whether you like them or hate them, he keeps you thinking. That's the crazy shit about M. Night Shyamalan. The only one of his movies that you need to watch another movie to completely get is Glass. Yeah. what You can watch Unbreakable on its own, and it stands alone as its own great story. You can watch Split and get the same thing. But, you, like you said, Bruce Willis at the end, oh, what's this? Let me go back. You don't necessarily need to, though. Signs, Sixth Sense, Visit, Knock at the Cabin, Old, oh, Village, the Happening, Lady in the Water, After Earth, The Last Airbender. Mm-hmm. You can watch them all on, on their own, and they all stand mm-hmm. alone as their own shit. And, and the marketing for Split was phenomenal, because look, look what ended up happening. It's, you watch Split, nobody, nobody knew what it was, right? You watch it, James McAvoy was phenomenal. Yeah. And the, the movie ends, the credits and all that. Now there's a post-credit scene. What People that I saw in Breakable knew right away. Knew yeah. right away. People that didn't see it, what the hell is this? Now they got to go back and watch Unbreakable and it all clicks. A world is being made. Oh, you know what I mean? And that's, it's crazy. What trips me out about perfect. you, though? Rocket? You a Giants fan. Practically mm-hmm. all these movies take place in Philly. Yep. Terrible. You, you hate watching. 12, 12 <laughs> 13 ass movies. After Earth and The Last Airbender ain't in no Philly. But like 11 movies. All in yeah. Pennsylvania. They yeah. was like, they was like, bro, you we came from this city, this city, this city. All of Pennsylvania to this cabin. Like, all right, of course. Of course this cabin is in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Damn it's, But you know what, though? It's kind of funny because I kind of like that, though. Is He's from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's from Pride in Your Crib. So, yeah, so basically all his movies 
are based in that area, which is kind of cool. But it's all a shared universe. The, yeah. the the Pennsylvania yeah. shared universe. Yeah, it's definitely cool. Uh, I'm waiting for that signs uh, reveal in another movie. Like, oh shit, this is part of signs. <laughs> I think he said, "What was it?" He said in either Split or Glass, he was going to throw a wink to The Visit and then, like, pulled it last minute because, I don't know, he just didn't want that. I don't, I don't remember his explanation, but he said he, he said he backed out at the last second. I got, like I said, I got, well, well the funny thing is this. is Wait, there's no way it takes place in Pennsylvania. I don't even know. That's at a resort. Yeah. So that's not in Pennsylvania. Maybe they came from Pennsylvania. I can't remember. Could be. Could be, but I remember, you know, he did, you know, the Sixth Sense. He did Signs, you know, Village. He's on a roll. Then, like, movies like Lady in the Water, The Happening. You know, some people will say not his best stuff. I think The then Village did, didn't hit like he, like, Touchstone wanted. So they wouldn't fund Lady in the Water or some shit. And then until yeah. until The Visit, he literally bounced. Lady in the Water is at Warner Brothers. The Happening is yep. at Fox. Last Airbender is at Paramount. Of course, they own the rights there. And then uh, After Earth was Sony. And then, like I said, Universal, Bloomhouse, The Visit. He's he found a home. Yep. And I think, me personally, I think he should have stayed with Blumhouse. Yeah, yeah. This isn't Bloomhouse. It's still Universal, no. but not the cabin is not Bloomhouse. I think he stood. He, sh- he should have stayed with Blum- Blumhouse, but he got to that point where a few movies in a row, especially. See, the funny thing is with uh, the Last Airbender. Prior to seeing the movie, I've never seen the cartoon. Nah. So when I saw the movie, I was like, "Oh, this isn't bad. It's not bad. I don't know what people. It's not bad." And people were just tearing it apart. So I was like, "You know what? Let me see the cartoon." After I saw the cartoon, I was like, "Yeah, this is bad. This is yeah. terrible." Right, but that's when like he fell off, and people were like, mm. like his his name didn't have the same cachet as it once did, and so and everybody raves about this movie. I haven't seen it, like you said, The Visit, small movie. Everybody raves about it, and they're saying he's back. It's my number six. After the, after the visit, what does he do next? Split. Awesome movie. So right there, he's back with two back-to-back movies, and then you know the reveal with the breakable, and then it just he blew up again. To me, his only true miss to me is the Last Mm -hmm. Airbender. Everything I I find enjoyment in everything else he's made. Same. Like now, going back into like I said, if you if you've never seen the cartoon, it's a phenomenal cartoon. You'll see why people were like, yeah, this is trash. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. First. I always just assume he deviated so far from the source material that it just yeah. doesn't measure up. Right? But I agree. The last last Airbender, not good. Old wasn't bad. It wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. But he, even with that movie, you're thinking, like, what yeah. is going on here? You know, like, like it's just... But there's, once again, a twist. The resort is trying to, you know, build a formula to never age. or and you know, It's just these things, and but there's a twist. So I just think every movie, like I so said, whether you 
like M. Night or you don't, you can never say his movies, like you said, to put it in your words, are boring. They're always intriguing and they always make you think. Facts. I think that's a, that's a, good, that's a good ending point. So uh, get, jump in the comments. Let us know what y'all think about Knock at the Cabin. Rank M. Night Shyamalan filmography in your opinion. And hopefully these dudes ain't going oh, go to work. Because next episode, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, spoilers again. And we be back. Rec League Podcast. Yo, 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 I'll put the crosshairs on any lame I see. You still don't want no smoke, even with that fake ID. Randy Ben peculiar, but cool as Ferris Bueller. Check the DNA, I'm a Hoosier. I-N-D-I-A-N-A, you motherfucking loser. Everything you hate about me is because I was raised out east. You can get split just for thinking you the beast. You lazy fucks out here want a shortcut to the fame and the wealth. But not to experience the journey you just hurting yourself. Don't sleep, cause you might not wake up. You will waste. Better used as any space that you just might take up. Carlton Banks, Robert Barone, you nothing but a hater. Everybody got a limit and I'm about to snap like alligator. Y'all faker than the movie pre-show, big hand having ass dude. Always got an opinion, but the reality is, ain't nobody ask you. And chill. Until the next episode.